uh, from youth age, it's my passion of the game. And uh, I want to play in that time when I was a kid and I grew up. I, I do love to coach and I think uh, I like to promote the sport. And I always have a good vision to see how can we grow better players, how can we have top-level players. Welcome to the Silicon Valley Tennis Show. I will be right back. Unleash your serves power. Join our academy and dominate the court. Spots filling up fast. Enroll now. Hello and welcome to the Silicon Valley Tennis Broadcast. I am hosting Francisco Ruiz and I'm thrilled to have to join us today in a special episode. Today we have the honor of welcome a truly exceptional guest. The show is Salvador Encino. Salvador shared his early experience in the core where he on on to compete with a lot of spirit from the time of the youth age from navigation to the junior tennis circuit to the lead representative of the country on national tournaments and about olympics salvador will share an amazing lesson for everyone um, so sit back relax and prepare to enlace an amazing journey and discover with Salvador. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the enrichment conversation. Hello, Salvador. How are you? How is Mexico? Hey, Coach Pacochas. Nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very good. Uh, having an, uh, a great weather right here in California, trying to share all your experience like a junior player, making sure we're able to, to give something different to the community. And I always love to have your philosophy. Uh, about the tennis sport. I know you love different sports, but I love to share this with people. Uh, you know, uh, one of the greatest things is to meet you again in the United States after 40 years or 45 years, we don't have to say our age, but I think it was an amazing friendship now we have created and we always have very good topics about the sports. Share with us something about the sport that you learned from youth age. Can you tell us something? What do you think is the first piece, the value 
or play tennis and the value from when you were a little kid, what does it give it to you? Yeah, hi coach. Yeah, well, you said 45 years. Um, I wasn't even born at that time, Coach Pacocha, remember. That's a, that's a long time. You're, you're talking a lot of numbers. 45 years, come on. Huh? I didn't know I didn't know you were a broadcaster now. So yes, you look you actually you look better than Boletari now here on, on live stream. I think. Maybe, yeah, yeah. A good broadcaster, a good a good tennis broadcaster, Coach Pacochas. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's something new, something new to create new ideas of the new generation of people, you know? Uh, yeah. The new generation like to have all these things, the new tools, so I have to upgrade my life. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's great, yeah. I mean, you and me, we always, well, we, we met a few years ago. I haven't seen you in a long time, but it's great that how we share that passion for tennis and we talk we talk a lot about everything, going from the technique that you have to use. We talk about the lifestyle. We talk about the good things about tennis. And, you know, like you were asking me about, you know, growing up playing tennis. I started a little bit late uh, to play tennis. I didn't start young like other people. And I also I played other sports. But, yes, yeah, so I agree with you. I think tennis is a great sport. It's a lifetime sport. It's one of the... One of the advantages that I see of, of growing up playing tennis is the friendship. The friends you make uh, through tennis is just incredible. Uh, I think up until now, most of my best friends are tennis players, are the guys that I knew playing as a junior or when I played in college. So I think that's the best thing that, that, that you can have, more than telling children that, oh, uh, or maybe pushing them to want to be a professional player. You know, that's very nice. That's like that's like winning the lottery if you have the skills and everything. Um, but more than that, I think it's about having fun. It's about enjoying the game and and really, really having fun. You know, you can have a chance to be in the sun all day with your friends and stuff. So, yeah, we've we've talked a, a, a lot about that, Coach, Coach Bacochas. Hey, so let, tell me, tell me, Salvador, what is one of you most amazing things in education in the sports because you like different sports your nephews play very good sport they play college uh, baseball uh what, what do you think is the education in the sport related to tennis um what it would recommend to parents what it would be great to experience with people i, I remember the day that you were coaching one time to the kids and and, and you tell them they, they should, you should bring the radio, they should be more happier. Explain to me a little bit more the education about the sport. Can you help me in that one, please? Uh, I think I think what you get most of the sport is discipline. You know, the discipline of waking up early, doing your routine, uh, going to sleep early, and the discipline, the discipline of learning, okay, listening to the coach and learn to 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 learn to learn because yes sometimes they'll go and they'll train they'll take a class for an hour but some of them really are not listening so you have to learn to listen to what the coaches are saying so that's discipline and that that applies to everything in life i believe that um those things if you learn those they'll help you when you're studying in college when you're working or if you have a business 
it, it teaches you basically discipline and also to deal with hard times because you're not going to win every game you know tennis most of the time you you i think you lose more than than you win so it teaches you how to deal with those things in your personal life and your professional life and everything so i think that's the best thing that, that that you can get from it and on top of that is like we've we've talked is is having fun i think that's the most important thing just going out there and having fun enjoy your friends and enjoy enjoy everything because at the end of the game at the end of the day it's just a game that's what that's all it is right yes yes this is what what, what it is today you know but what do you think about the new tennis players well, the, the the commitment that they have and how the new players with the technology it makes a big difference what is your opinion about that you like to go to acapulco mexico to the big tournament that's coming on next week beginning february 26 it's, it's, it's great you have i think 12 players in the top 20 in the world coming are you going to be there are you going to be doing all this tell me francisco the way they move the forehand how they hit uh, what, what are your expectations about next week in mexico acapulco yeah yeah that's a good question i think tennis has changed a lot from the the time we play until now the top guys i'd say like even the top 100 uh, top 50 guys well for one thing they're taller i think the average height for them is like in meters 188 which is like six two is the average size you have guys that are six feet six one so so they're bigger number one number two they're more athletic now you know guys uh, are much much more athletic than before because you you look at the, all these guys and they can probably play some other sports they can play soccer or they play basketball or they can play football so that's another thing athletic wise they have more abilities now and number three the preparation that you need to play tennis at a professional level is very very different from before because now they they take it i think more seriously they're more they prepare themselves more like athletes so yeah the the game you know has really changed you look at guys how they hit then also the biomechanics of the game has changed a lot you know there's a lot of technique biomechanics involved so you can hit the ball harder with more pace with the more spin you know with the serve also so you you take all these things into consideration and yes it's it's not the same sport that we used to play with that you used to play with wooden rackets right i remember you walking around with the one that you have in the bag right? the one that you oh, have in the bag here. that's you beautiful like the like the ones I have right here, wooden rackets. Yeah, my, my collection of wooden rackets. So the technology also has changed in rackets. I mean, rackets are now amazing. There's a big difference from when we used to play with those wood rackets. I mean, sorry, you used to play with those wood rackets. Hey, hey Salva, I, well, one of the greatest things I always uh, talking to you when you are very precise in what you eat. Even in your young age, that you were like that, or when did you learn to eat better? Like you say, I eat salmon, I do my exercise every morning, I do my TRX, 
to tell me more because this is what the young people need. They need to have that discipline of the food. What water? You say I need to drink more water. You bring your towel to the courts. Tell me more. When did you start learning this? Well, I started learning. I had a bad uh, like health situation when I was relatively young, so I learned a little bit of of nutrition. Um, about what to eat, what not to eat, what's good for you, what's bad. Um, and I think with, with, with health and in tennis also, you can't, put, you can't put your health in the hands of somebody, you know? You have to be learning on what's good for you and just also have the discipline on, on keep doing it. And, I mean, when people say, oh, I'm on a diet, I don't think there should be a thing as a diet. It's just like you have to learn new ways of eating. If you learn how to eat properly, then you don't have to worry about, you know, getting on a diet at a certain time. So all these things help you at the end because um, you'll keep learning. You're always, you're always learning. In life, there's no such thing as, that, oh, I learned everything now. You keep learning. Every, any age, there's always something new to learn. Like Rafa Nadal says, even Rafa, he says, I'm always learning and improving my tennis. This is like his one of the best player in the world, number one in the world. And he says, I'm still learning. I'm still improving. And same goes with nutrition. You know, uh, your nutrition, your mental attitude, uh, your emotions, you always have to be, be learning. So yes, nowadays there's so much information just on the internet that you can, you can, you can be very, very, you can learn a lot just from all the information that's out there, uh, nutrition-wise, what's good for you, what's, what's bad for you, and um, all the other aspects of, the, of the, the tennis game. I mean, this game is so complex that you'd have to need a whole team of, of professionals in each specialty to help you. Mental attitude. You, you bring another big thing, I think, in the sport, the mental thing. What well, tell me anything about experience with the mental? How can we make it work more because you have an amazing personality? I see you interact with different players. Where is your mental philosophy? What what do you think we should do, like a coaches to the young players, to make them better? Well, yes, it's very popular now. It's very popular to say that you have to be. At the present moment, you know, to to avoid all these feelings that you get on the court, you can be anxious, you can be nervous, you can you can panic, you have all these sense of emotions. So you have to practice them. You have to practice them. Um, and I've read a lot of things, and everyone approaches, and everyone uses uh, different styles to be in a mental state uh, where it can be at the present moment. And whichever you use, either be focused on your breathing, okay, or recognizing your body, or I was reading the other day, like Sinner, this Italian guy, he's, he changes, he changes attitude on the court because he decided to smile more and to have fun. And for me, it was That's like, good. It, it is because if you see him play, I don't know if you've seen him play, sometimes when he hits a, a ball like bad or a good ball, He's like enjoying, he's like a kid that you see himself really having a good time, you know, he's, he's smiling. So 
whatever works, you have to practice it. You have to practice it. Uh, you have to enjoy the game. You have to like recall because you know tennis is about feeling. It's it's how you feel the ball. It's not like how hard, how run you fast. So when you hit the ball, you have to feel it, and you feel when you're gonna make a an ace. You feel when the ball has space and spin, you, you feel it. So you have to learn to work with those emotions and have those emotions at the right time when you're playing. So yes, it's a, and you have to practice it. it. I mean, it's very easy to say right now, but to practice it is, is, a, is another different thing. But I would say, you know, I'd start with, with, with that, having fun in, in, in the game. Just enjoy it. Don't pressure yourself about I have to win, I have to do this, I have to do that. And you'll probably agree with me. The best players are always the ones also that enjoy the, the game the most. You're out there to have fun. Correct. Correct. I, I, I heard stories from people they know you. They when you used to come to the Bay Area to Palo Alto, you used to practice three, four hours, get something in seven eleven and come back to train again. Tell me more about that. How, when you were 15, 16, how old are you when you start coming to the Bay Area and, and play and meet some people in the park? Uh, tell me more about that. How did you used to do it? How did you make it happen? Yeah, well, I started playing relatively older. I started when I was 14 and I started in the summer, just when the summer started. Uh, I started playing tennis, okay? So I believe that summer, I don't think I was in the, in the U.S., but since my mother and my family lives over there, I would go during the summers, and I would play at a very famous place in the Bay Area. It was called Mitchell Park. So we, I'd love that place because we were like a group of 15, 10, 15 people that would, they would all play hard. Some of them, a lot of them, you know, you know, <laughs> a lot of them went out to play uh, college tennis, uh, D1, D2, uh, uh, junior college. And yes, everyone was very intense. Since I started o older, I would make numbers in my head. I would say, okay, this guy started when he was eight and then he would practice two hours a day. I start when I'm 14. Then maybe if I train three, four hours and the, two more than them, then I can reach their level. Somewhere I read that you have to practice like a thousand hours. So yeah, in the summer, I think I would play like five hours a day. I'd play like two, three hours in the morning, and then we'd come back in the afternoon and play three more hours. But we all did that. Everyone was very, very intense about it. Um, it would have helped maybe if there was a coach there, but we, either, we were all a little bit self-taught. You know, I hit my forehand, you know, pretty much like the modern game, a little bit of open stance, semi-Western grip. Uh, but, yeah, fortunately, I, I took some classes, but it's not – like right now that you have a lot of access to coaches and also you have access to a lot of information that that simply you can see on the internet how you how to hit a forehand how to hit a backhand how to hit a serve and also you have this technology that you can record yourself and you can you say oh this is horrible how am i hitting this you know? <laughs> like, what is this I, do i actually go into court and hit like that you know so now with this technology you can grab a phone video yourself and say, hey, I don't hit that yeah. bad, or I hit it pretty good, or I, I look cool, or or whatever. See, all these things help. Um, yeah, we used to 
we used to have a really, really good group out there uh, that we would play all day. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we got the energy. Yeah, the energy comes all the time. I, did you still have your Prince racket? Like you said, this is the right racket for my forehand, and this is the right racket for my weight. Do you still play with that Prince racket, or, or what are you using now? Well, uh, in those days, I the, I used to play with the Dunlop Black Max. When I was a, a, a okay. junior, I played with that one, and uh -huh. that's the last good racket I had. Then lately, nowadays, I've, I've been playing with Prince for the last eight, nine years, okay, because I think it's very soft. I, I really like it for my current play style. But the ones that you gave me, those Dunlop Black Max, I played with them, and they're incredible also. Those are... Yes, I, it's, like I said, it's, it's about feeling. It's, it, it's how you feel the ball. There's, there's no better racket, right? There's no such thing as, oh, this is the best racket. This is the best racket for me, for my strokes, for my type of play. And at the end of the day, how you feel it, how you feel the strings, what makes sense for you. That's why you have to yes. try and see how, how you feel them. Yeah, but it's funny that you knew that we used to hang out in the summer in Cuesta uh, uh, Mitchell Park. That's what I heard. I heard from a couple of your friends. They, I, I know them, and they tell me that you used to be there playing all the time, and and that was. And I think there's something the juniors don't do anymore. I think for whatever reason they don't take that commitment to play and go find out. Hey, I can I play a challenge match against you? Can I just play just a match? And I think match play, that's the most important in the sport. You learn to use your technique, you, need, you learn to use your shots, how to play the game, you know? I, you belong to one country club in Mexico. How often did you play with people there and you just play like a set, so you just rally points? How often did you do things like that? Uh, I, should, I should play more sets, I think, but... Um... I like to train. I like to, you know, improve my technique. I like to do drills. I do more of that. I do more like training. Uh, and I like to help like younger players also play. Uh, yeah, but I should play a little bit more match play. Yes, I think match play absolutely helps a lot. But in order to have match play also, I think you have to do those drills. You have to do, you know, hundreds and hundreds of backhands because backhands is a shot that everyone like struggles with. So you have to go out there and then, you know, just do a thousand backhands against the wall. Hitting against the wall is, is great. So once you have the, once you have the strokes down, when you have your strokes down, then it's easier to have a match play. And then, and then like they, there was a coach that used to say, there was a coach, there's an American coach, I don't remember his name. Uh, he used to say, you choke because you don't have the stroke. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> and that's true, isn't it? Because it just gives yeah, you more it's true. confidence. It's, it give, if, you, if something's not good in your game, and then then all of your game is, goes bad because you lose confidence. Let's say you don't have a, a good forehand. If you're not hitting good your forehand, then you lose confidence on your backhand or, 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 or the backhand, the other way around. So, yes. You know that coach Boletieri. Oh, I mean coach Pacochas. <laughs> oh, a, a good question. Question. How important you think today? You just say something else. Train. How important is the conditioning? 
the movement. Oh yeah. Oh, conditioning, conditioning and footwork is all speed. You know, those drills that you do like with cones and lines, that's, I think that's where you improve the most of your game. Once, once your strokes get at a certain level, the way to upgrade your game is, is footwork. Okay. That takes, that really takes you to another level that if you do all the work outside of the court, that really helps you because you get to more balls, you get to more balls in a good position to, to be in an offensive position. So, yeah, because if you get all the balls right here, right here, you can, you can hit out of them, but you have to run, you know, to other sides and, and get there. You might get there, but you might not get there well positioned. But if you get there well positioned and on time, you can make, you know, you can hit a ball with more pace and in you know, a winner or more of a, or more of an offensive ball right? I, I like it when you i like it when you say in the beginning the new technology do you think kids today's day they do the footwork they videotape themselves how they run and the video say themselves how to settle to hit the forehand close stand open stance but I, I think the technology, like you say in the beginning, is amazing. What do you would recommend to young players, to parents? What would be a good direction to go? Because this is the idea about this, this show. I want to teach parents to learn when they have a good coach, when they have a good training. Some, some coaches, maybe they are good just for the beginning, but they have to grow. What do you think it takes to become to be a good coach using the technology and what if we can help parents to make it better? What is your opinion? Well, that's a good question. I think you start out with, uh, with um, the student would have to learn that he's a student of the game and a teacher of the game because in a way you teach yourself too and the parents also. They have to be a student, even, even if they don't play, they have to be students of the game so they can understand the game and better for, for their children. And it depends on what they want. Everyone has different expectations because not everyone wants to maybe go to college and play D1, D2, D3, or not everyone wants to be a professional. Or if they want to be a professional, they have to understand that, in my view, is like winning the lottery. Not everyone's going to be a professional. It's, because yes. not everyone has, not anyone has the skills. Okay, so I mean, you, you you could try, you can have that mission, but really just enjoy the process. You have to like really, really, really enjoy the process. So it, it really does depends on what they on on what they want to do, and for parents is is that uh, I guess that applies in all sports. They want to be the coach too, so they have to learn. If, if, that's why they hire a coach. So they have to let the coach do what the coach knows how to do yeah and then then when they're playing tournaments yes. also they have to let the kid out there you know not pressure him not not say anything to the to the judges or anything so they have to yeah i think maybe a good idea as coaches would have like sessions for parents you know once they're okay. once they're at a certain level maybe you can have like a small session you know for parents okay this is how you have to behave this is what you have to expect uh this is court etiquette because some people you know 
think it's like another sport and they'll be screaming and be doing this or they'll be walking in the court in the middle of the, of the point a little bit of maybe tennis etiquette and, and just teach them a little bit about the sport i think and i mean you have all the experience to, to do that that would be great i think that would be great have have like sessions with parents like every once in a while you know before you start or the ones that are starting have sessions with them so they can learn all these things that would be that would be a good idea coach how, how long do you think it takes to stop learning in the game many people many coaches um, uh, i know oh this is the only way to do it do you think it's only one way to do coaching or is different ways to do coaching more because you help so many people around in mexico you help them to to become to be a tennis players and when you come to the United States, you step in and, and give them suggestions. What do you think? Is this only one way to teach or is there many different ways to teach? Oh, no, I think there's a lot of ways to teach. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to teach and because um, that's a too complex. It's too complex of a sport that you can, the message might be the same one Okay, but the way that you want to to communicate that message is different, and some are better than others. You can be telling someone, you know, prepare, turn your shoulders in a way, you know, and they some kids won't get it. But someone tell them, okay, you know, move this hand, try to with your left hand, try to touch the fence, and then the kid says, oh, okay, that's easy. Okay, but if you tell them, no, rotate your shoulders, and then no, rotate your shoulders. They might not get it that easily. So the way you communicate is, I think it's very, very, very important. And then you have on the other side, people that are really good for playing tennis. You can have like a, a, a kid that just graduated from college, played D1 and whatever. He's a really, really good player, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he knows how to teach, okay? So right. I've seen guys that are really, really good players, but they don't even know they don't even know the technique. They know how to use it, but they're not, you know, aware of how you're supposed to hit it. And obviously, they don't have the preparation to teach the right way to, to hit a ball. So yes, it's very complex. There's diff there's tons of different ways. I mean, you probably remember the really really good coaches that we had here in Mexico. Uh, we had some really good like uh, Pajarito Reyes. He was a guru. The top tennis players of Mexico would go and, and see him. He was like incredible to teach. And his daughter, they just passed away recently. Uh, yeah, some some coaches are really specific that some some players will be struggling with a stroke for months and months and someone in just in 15 minutes will say tell you no do this and do that oh well, i was watching i was watching how andy roddick helped coco goff with her serve in just like wow half an hour. in half an hour he told her you should do this and you should do that wow so Yes, there's no, there's no, there's not only one, there's no recipe to teach. There's several recipes. Might be the Correct. same message. Correct. It might be the same message, you know, but the way that you communicate that message is important. How do you make that person understand and apply that? And you're always I learning. Think about this. 
uh, always learning. Th think about this right now. Uh, one of your favorite tournaments, I go back again, like Acapulco, Mexico. You go there every year. Then you see the difference from the past six years to today, how much power the players making in the ball and what are they doing different? Besides the technology, what, what, did, what did you notice when you see these players today, they, how they play? The game is the same, but what is make a difference in the new game? Tell me more about that. Oh, technically? Oh, technically, I think the mechanics, the biomechanics has changed. I mean, if you look a guy like Carlos Alcaraz, he's not that big of a guy, but just he just biomechanically he he puts all the weight on the ball so the the ball can you know really really get more more power more pace from that and not just biomechanics it puts all the body his waist his shoulders you know his swing everything is much more i would say i don't know um athletic if you just mm -hmm. look at them they're very 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 athletic the way they hit him or, or a guy like tommy paul or just the power they have how they feel if you have a chance to just see him right up close you'll see that their whole body they're not just hitting with the arm they're hitting that ball with a technique that allows their whole body to go into the ball that's why it has so much weight wow even, yes someone that's not a tennis expert someone that knows a little bit of about baseball or something, just by looking at him, you'll see, wow, the person's putting all the weight of their body into the ball. Yes, so it's, it's, it's a new sport, I think. The way the players prepare, attacking, taking the ball earlier, even I think the swings have changed. Uh, Roger Feather changed his swing. Today we see Alcaraz, Isner, we see top level players taking the ball so heavy and early. You're always watching tennis. I know you. this is your favorite channel. Well, what do you think is going to be the number one player this year? I know you're always looking for tennis tennis matches to see. What do you think? Oh, Who's going to be the number what, one? Well, Give me a number. I think Sinner. Sinner's going to be end up number one. Sinner. I think Sinner has everything. Wow. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be absolute. His mental attitude, he has the size, the technique. Oh, he has everything. He's 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 absolutely uh, one of them. And I think Alcaraz, if he's in good shape, he still has a lot of improvement in his game. I think Alcaraz, I think, has to improve his serve. But I think I think Sinner is the one's going to be finishing. Numero uno, Coach Pacochas. Numero, Numero uno. Hey, but but well, what are you going to do with Djokovic? Djokovic will be there one more year, I believe. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I think he have you know, the new generation, the age. He has a really, really good coach. You know, and really a good coach. Uh, Darren Cahill is the new coach of Janik Center. So he's, he's really good at prepper, you know, preparing players at, at that level because you know there's coaches there there's different coaches that take you to different levels correct and kale is a, a guy that that knows how to 
that's why he won the Australian Open with this new coach. And I'm sure that he, he'll guide him to stay there. You, you're into visualizations and breathing. You meditate. I know you do yoga. Tell me more about that. What if we, how can we implement something like this in the sports? Tell me more. Uh, well, I think not only for the sport, it calms the mind and just like for everything, just for your, your life in general, doing yoga and doing meditation, uh, getting your brain to get in that frequency where it's calm, it's healthier. Uh, yeah, it's good for everything, just for everyday life. It's, it's really, really good. I've, um, yeah, I practice it on and off, not always, but I think like when I've been, uh, when I've been able to train for long periods of time, you know, several months that I'm healthy, athletic, and I'm fit and I do yoga, I think that's when I, I play the best. Uh, you know, I okay. haven't been playing tournaments a lot lately, but, but a time when I was playing ITFs and stuff, when, when I was in, in that state of mind, they'll, they have to have, you have to have all, the, all of them, you know, athletic, healthy, mental, everything. It, it, it absolutely helps because tennis is 80% mental, 80, 85% mental. Wow. So, yeah. so you think, uh, this is a very good point. Do you think the mental is more important than the technique? I think at a certain point, yes, I think so. I Very mean, good. Look at, yeah, look at, yeah, I think at a, at a certain point. So for the average player, just good skills, the techniques get gets you there. Yeah, I mean, unless you're one of those guys that are gifted that are really don't need, some people that don't have like a really good technique you, you, or awkward technique like Danny Medvedev, you know, look at him play, and if you look at his technique, you would never think he he's number two in the world or he's won a Grand Slam, okay? But if you uh -huh. have the right technique among certain circumstances, similar circumstances, oh, the mentals, mental part's the difference. If you look at top 100 players rallying, if you just see them rally practicing, you don't notice which one's five and which one's 100 because they all have the same pace, the same power, the serve, they all move well. So the strokes are there. The only difference is the mental part as, as you progress in the game. And, and not only I say that, I hear these broadcasters, these broadcasters like you say that, you know, on, on the tennis channel and the ESPN and wherever. Well, how can we help people to have a mental plan, mental strategy. You're like a coach, like a player, where it will be good to teach the players how they can learn to have the mental. How, how, would, how can we do something like that? Well, I mean, there's different uh, techniques for meditation. So I think that one thing is that you would find the one that suits you and practice it every day. The same way you go jogging or the same way you could go to the gym or the same way you do jump rope to prepare for your, your tennis matches and your part of your training, the meditation, do 20 minutes, half hour of meditation in the morning or before going to sleep. It's not like an overnight thing, but yes, I mean, uh, look at Andy Murray. Andy Murray at one point uh, uh, started doing yoga 
and his game improved so much. Djokovic also does some form of meditation, yeah. but he's he's they do it on a daily on a daily basis. And who else? I was reading someone else that was that was doing some. Oh, this guy, this forty-two year old guy from India that just won the doubles, the doubles. Yes. Forty-year-old guy. That guy does yoga. He go, he does Ivengar yoga because there's Hatha yoga. There's there's Kundalini yoga. There's several types of of, of yoga that it's sort of has a, a component of meditation. So yes, a lot of them do. A lot of a lot of them do yoga. So you oh, have to. I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm, I'm gonna make sure maybe this summer I will have a yoga instructor in the academy. You know, I'm trying to figure out always how can I make the academy better and how can I make the players understand more about the sport. I think that will be very good uh, putting some instructor of yoga. You know, you, when you when you come to Silicon Valley, always I feel it's, it's great because you have an amazing way to communicate to parents, talking to all the people there. You know, you, you are a great fit for the program when you're around. That's wonderful. You know, that that will be great. Always listen to your stories about the sport. I really enjoy it. Well, what you can tell me about the last piece, which I think is the most difficult for players. You say commitment, wake up early. How can we help the players in that? Just give me that piece and your experience. How can we help kids to understand they have to do themselves and play more the sport without the pressure of the parents? And give me a tool about that. Because you start playing, like you said, older. You start in the age of 14. But you love the game. You motivate to play. Many of the players, they maybe they, they don't understand the sport. And how you got connected to the sport? This is a good point to ask you. How you got connected to tennis? Yeah, well, I think that's a good question. I think, well, depends. You would ask, have to ask them what their expectations are, what they want, what they want to do, because, like I mentioned earlier, not everyone wants to be a top player. Maybe not everyone wants to go pro, or not everyone wants to go and play college. So you have to start from there because they're then their motivation is different. So, so I think there's two types of players. One of them that don't need that motivation from the outside, like you or me, for example, I think you were much more motivated. I mean, you kept playing, you went to the US, this and that, but I mean, no one ever told me, I mean, I would play two, three, four hours, whatever. I have I nonstop, and I wanted to learn, and I wanted to take lessons. I wanted. I went to an Adidas tennis camp, and I would sign up. See, I was like pushing myself. Okay, I had never had pressure of my parents. So, oh, you go and practice. I wanted to go and practice by myself. So, I think if you identify those that are self motivated, that's one thing, and then the other involves, I believe, a good coach and the parents also. And that's where I say, well, but you have to understand where the, what, what the parents want to do also. Because if, they, if the parents don't want to take their kids to tournaments all over the state or all over the country, 
don't want to wake up at five in the morning for the tournaments to stay there all day and then eat whatever is available then because if you don't have the support of the parents how how is the kid going to do that unless he wants to do that and he tags out with other parents and and they take him or her uh to the tournaments to practice and this and that so so i think there's there's different approaches and once okay. you identify those i would i would like tell the the parents to it's, it's more of a parent thing each each parent has different ways of communicating with with the, their children i can tell the experience of like one of my sisters with one of the, uh, uh, her children would tell them look if i'm going to take you to practice but if you don't give it 110 percent i'm not going to bring you i'm going to go do my stuff i'm going to do yoga go coffee with my friends or whatever because i'm going to not going to waste my time all the afternoon to take you there to be the last one you know uh doing laps to be for being lazy there all afternoon so if i want to take you i want you to have a really really good attitude 110 120 percent so that attitude with my nephew it changed he from there i would go and see him and he would like be the first one on the field the last one there the first one doing laps very intense so you want to have you so you have to take them to that point where not only do they just go to the to the practice field to the tennis court but they're very they take advantage of the whole hour you don't want someone that's just but maybe you do want i mean some kids will do that not everyone's gonna you know is, is driven the same way so it's a, i think it's a combination of things no but i i have to say um with you 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 are an amazing person with your nephews they love you they love you to be around them when they go to these camps and, and when they play their own sport it has nothing really to do with tennis they have to do they play baseball they love you to be around them and that's the way you're thinking and i think you come down people like a coach you come down to them and you make them get better you know think about how many uncles wish their nephew called them and say can you join me to this training camp uh for the nationals can you join me to do this you know and i think this is why your sister maybe they like you so much because they have very good support like an uncle to take the, the their children and support them like a coach i think this is very important when you have a good coach around you and when you have a good mentor when you have a great mindset like you have i think your mindset like a person is amazing oh, every time i talk to you yeah every time i talk to you about the sports and you see the kids and i see you communicating it's like wow i said i learned something from you i learned something from every coach and it's something like a like like it's great like you tell me sometimes hey can you do this you know i'm learning and i'm always learning this is wonderful you you have one more niece she competing top level in the nation um tell me more about that competition that she do uh i don't know what is her ranking tell me more about your niece that she travel all over the united states well i don't know if she travel all over the world 
how do you think she prepared mentally to go in that direction? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she yeah, she's been very successful. She does uh, uh, professional horse horse jumping. Okay, so yeah, she travels in the U.S. She's traveled outside also. But yes, like I said, oh, she's like a real example. She takes she takes care of her nutrition. She takes care of her training. Uh, she has a, a mental coach. She works at it. So brings me back to what I was telling you before. She's like self-motivated. All these things, you know, she's the one that learns, she knows, she asks her parents. So she's involved. She she knows what you need to get there. You know, and um yeah, she, she she's very involved in that. Uh and and her parents support her and motivate her and and, and have her back because She's, but, but they're not, they're never in a position. Oh, you have to wake up. Oh, you have to eat this, or or you have to do. There, there's never pressure. I mean, I think if she wouldn't want to, she would want to stop doing that. They'd say, okay, it's fine. Find something that you want to do. Okay. So number one is no pressure on what they want to do. And when when they want to do something, they'll they'll find the resources and what for for what they need. Good. I love it. I love it. You know, do, do, do you think do you think parents is one of the most difficult piece for the kids? Because you, like you say, you play because you like it. Your parents never pressure you. Do you think this is one of the biggest thing for young children? The pressure the parents put into them. Oh yes, I think parents. Yeah, actually, my parents. One of my parents pressured me not to play <laughs> he didn't want me to play. he pressured me not to play go to school study i don't see you with any books this and that so it was a it was inverse pressure you know so i have to find ways of getting rackets getting coaches getting this getting that you know so yes but i think parents play a big role i mean parents parents should get like 50 percent if you talk to any any talk as far as tennis you know, tennis players, any top players or anyone that's been successful, collegiate level, junior level, parents are 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 there. They're they're responsible for 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 that. Fifty percent of it, I think, is the parents. Wow, fifty. So, and do you think the other piece is the mental? So we go number one. Let's put in characteristics. Number one, mental. Number one, parents. Number two. Uh, talent. Well, what do you think is talent? What is the talent of the player? Talent. Oh, oh Jesus! I think talent is all. I think talent. Number one talent. I think is discipline. Okay. Talent number one is discipline. Uh -huh. Because you, you see a lot of talented players, even at the professional level. Yeah, they're really talented, but they don't really put in the hard work. They're not as disciplined. And there's other yeah. players that maybe as juniors weren't as talented, but they put in the hard work. They're more disciplined. They work on their footwork. They work on their strokes. They work on their technique, their nutrition. They probably do meditation or they do yoga. They do. They put in the hard work. So they put all, all the hard work. So even maybe with less tennis talent 
someone that has an ability. Some people are like born with the racket. They just have to touch naturally. They can just grab the racket and hit a ball and it, it, it comes easy for them. So yes, that really helps. Uh, but if they don't have the discipline and they don't have the work ethic, it won't take them. So I think talent I, is- I- I think this is something uh, uh, about the broadcast today, discipline, that I think the parents need to understand. The children have to have a very good discipline and love for the game. When the kid love the game, love to compete, it's gonna make big difference to them. And, and I think, like I go back again, when you come to Silicon Valley and you're talking to parents, I could see the passion that you have to introduce them to compete, to be able to practice even harder, you know, for your experience and to do different sports. Because I know you have done different activities in the sport. This is something wonderful. Salvador, like always, it has been an amazing time to be talking to you. Uh, I'm looking forward to see you in the summer. You know, I'm waiting for you here uh, at Mountain View. It will be great. Uh, it has been a pleasure listening to you love for the game. The the way you present in the sport is very, very good. It, it's a pleasure to have you. And, and don't forget, continue looking for us. Uh, next week, we will have a different player, different player. Um, I think we will have a Spanish player uh, on the broadcasting. We will have the Tennis Federation jumping in next two weeks ago or three weeks ago. The community, you are into community. You like to find different ways to do activities. Um, the last word. First, I want to say thank you. What do you think we should do next? What is the expectations for Pacocha Silicon Valley Tennis to make a difference? You know, tell me the last piece of the words. Yeah, well, well, thank you, Paco Chesio, for inviting me and, and, and giving me the opportunity to share some of the things that we usually talk about when, when we're over there. No, but I think, yes, I think you, have a, you do a great job there with the parents. Um, they're fun. The, the children that I see over there are incredible. So maybe work a little bit with, with parents more and see what their expectations are, see what, what they want what their goals are and what they, because they have to be aligned with your, your program has to be aligned with what the parents want, what they want to do. So I think those sessions that we're mentioning would, would be, would be good because it's all a matter of communication and understanding their needs. And once you understand their needs, you can tailor programs for them or know, or know what they, what they'll expect from you. Yes, I agree. Tell me something more in the end about the rackets behind you. you. I know you have a Dunlop Black Max over there behind you. The, I know you have a collection. Or what do you have in the back? Tell me a little bit. Oh, these in the back, it's a collection. They're all brand new. They've, they're never used. Well, they're not brand new, but they've never used. So that's a Max Fly Ma- Dunlop Max Fly McEnroe. That's a wooden racket that John McEnroe used to have. That, by the way, was just his birthday. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah. So happy birthday to John McEnroe if you're seeing us. <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's gonna watch our podcast. Yeah. Say happy birthday to him. Yeah. So I have a collection of five of them. Yeah. They're brand new. So I put them <laughs> up in this 
thing here. So yeah, it looks cool. That's it's my piece of art. I'm an artist. That too. Is, it looks beautiful. Looks great, huh? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I love it. It, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. I, I know and we can talk more. I know you have different design about different rackets that you take for do the Indians in Oaxaca to put a tape. It's it's beautiful art what you do with the tennis rackets. Yeah, we can do yeah, we can do another podcast uh, some other day with those rackets and show it to you. Oh that that is something parents will love it. I think people that like collection of a racket. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have an amazing, amazing thing that you do. But yeah, I, I want to say thank you. I want to yeah. say thank you, Salvador, to join me today. And I, I'm looking forward to see you. And thank you to everybody to listen to Silicon Valley Tennis broadcast to make it better. And I hope so parents listening to me to make sure the first thing is introduce your children to love the game and to learn to compete, learn to train. And with parents need to get different information. No one coach is correct. It's different ways to play, but the best that fit to your children, this is the most important for the future of the career of your children. Thank you for listening to us and I'm looking forward for next week. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, from you days, it's my passion of the game, and uh, I want to play in that time when I was a kid, and I grew up. I, I do love to coach, and I think uh, I like to promote the sport, and I always have a good vision to see how can we grow better players, how can we have top-level players. <laughs>